last month, we were talking about unity. God has been teaching us that he himself is unifying his church. And it's not the buildings made by hands. It's you. We've learned that in order for God to unify us, we got to deny ourselves because we have too much opinion. We're too strong-spirited in our mind. And God says, forget that thing. It don't work too good anyway. So he gives us his spirit so that we can unify. And in his spirit, there's power. Say, I got the power. Mm-hmm. So he's brought us together. And then this month, he's going to be teaching on the kingdom of God that's in you. Amen. You guys ready for this? So normally, we have one scripture. This month, the kingdom is so important, we got two. Two verses. that good? I know we struggled reading one last month, but we're going to read two this month. Our reading just went, went up. We got an A last month. All right, we're going to read two scriptures. It's coming from Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. It's on the board. Are you guys ready? All right, now don't, don't act like you're, you're talking low. I mean, this is word with power. Can we read it together? All right. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Now turn to your neighbor, stare him right in the face and say, the kingdom of God's in you. Amen, we got it? Now how many of you feel a little better? Now, now our scripture text this morning, two passages of text. One is Isaiah chapter number 35, verse 4. Isaiah 35, verse 4. Uh, she's going to put it on the wall. The technicians back there are going to get the word on the wall if you don't have your Bible. But Isaiah chapter 35, verse number 4. All right, you guys... You guys turning? All right, still turning. Isaiah the prophet. Chapter number 35, verse number 4. We there shout amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that you have given us a feast from your table. Come now, Holy Spirit, arise. For we desire to hear from you, Lord. You've gathered us together so that we could hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. We declare that we are your church. 
Your word says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Our ears are attentive to you. So come and speak now, God, for we desire. Bypass any other thoughts and bring us to a oneness that we're only thinking about you. Right here and right now. We bind all spirits of trouble, anxiety, and any other spirit that is unlike you so that we can hear only from you. And Father, as I stand here, I just ask, Lord, that you would consecrate me. Make me fit to be used as only a vessel that you might come and speak and teach that we may all be edified through your teaching and that you will be glorified. We thank you. And everybody in agreement, shout amen. 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 All right. Verse, let me get there. Chapter 35, verse number four. That's it, amen. Thanks for the help. Say to those who are fearful hearted, say to those who are fearful hearted, next time somebody calls you and they're afraid of something, say to those who are fearful hearted, now here's what you say, be strong, do not fear, behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Now tell your neighbor, I got something to say. Mm-hmm. Verse number five. Then the eyes of the blind shall be open. If you say the right thing. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer. Amen. I'm going to stop right there and we're going to turn to Acts chapter 3. Then the lame will leap like a deer. If we say the right thing. Acts chapter 3 verse number 1. When you get there, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If you're still turning, say hold up. All right. I'm just kidding. Amen. Verse number one. Now Peter and John went up together. I got to read that again. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man from his mother's womb was carried, a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seen, seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. 
And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking and leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Amen. Looking back at verse number six, it says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. I want to use this topic for our theme kingdom up so often we have heard when you were struggling somebody tried to encourage you they'll tell you man up but if you're the wrong kind of man if you're not a kingdom man you'll never be able to stand so I want to tell you today kingdom up Amen. amen kingdom up and just so you don't get confused it's not out It's kingdom up. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And when you sit down, tell somebody kingdom up. Speaking the words kingdom up, you are really speaking to the kingdom that is inside of the believer because the believer has the kingdom of God dwelling inside of them. Now, you need to know this for sure because then the kingdom of God comes in you to dwell in you. It does not make you perfect, all right? I really needed to get that out. You still going to talk wrong. As a matter of fact, when the kingdom of God comes in, it does not make you perfect. You are still going to struggle. You're going to think wrong from time to time. But listen, your wrongful thoughts do not own you anymore because when the kingdom arises, they have to leave. The reason why the church has been operating at a level of dysfunction and so fragmented is because we have not operated in kingdom living. 
we have operated in the ordinary instead of operating in the extraordinary. We have operated in the natural instead of operated in the supernatural. And the reason why is because you are still confused. No, I'm not, Pastor. Yes, you are. Because your language lines up with your mental capacity. And your mental capacity begins to speak the way you used to be, but you are no longer a part of the world. You are now a part of the king's kingdom. And now that you are a part of the kingdom, you have to learn kingdom language. And so you also have to learn that just because the kingdom is inside of you, that does not give you preferential treatment to mistreat somebody else. Because the kingdom of God is not being amplified in their life. Because truth be told, you still have some areas that God is working on with you too. Therefore, the kingdom, the kingdom man does not have any judgment over any other man. The kingdom man is just so happy that he belongs to the king. That he's seeking to please the king and not please the man. And when I say man, I'm speaking of the man as it relates to uh, a godly man, the one man and the man. It is not gender specific. When we say man up, we're not talking about the man. We're talking about the woman and the man. When we talk about kingdom up, you know it's not just um, counting anyone out. It is counting everyone in who believes. Now, I have to ask the question, am I talking to the believers today? Because because this message is for the believer, because this message will attach to something that you already believe and will affirm and begin to push you in the direction in which you've been waiting to travel anyway. The reason why you have not traveled is because you have been trying to travel in an ordinary way. And the vehicle that God has given you is called faith, and it does not operate in the ordinary. It only operates in extraordinary. Therefore, therefore, we have held ourselves down when God is raising us up. And you have held yourselves down with your own mouth. You have so much power to speak things into your own life. As a matter of fact, God has called you and given you the power inside the kingdom in you so that you can speak kingdom. And when you speak kingdom, kingdom has to go into place. Notice that whenever Jesus spoke, he is the king and he spoke kingdom minded. Whatever Jesus said had to happen. No matter what it was, because the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? As it is in heaven. So when the kingdom of God is in you, he's given, put his kingdom inside of every believer. And we have to know and understand that we are powerful. And you are not who you used to be. And so you do not think the way you used to think. And when you were in the world and you made a mistake, the world counted you out. And so when you were counted out, uh, you got used to being counted out. And so when you, you mess up in the kingdom, you think that you're counted out. But God did not count you out. God counted you up. You're not an outcast. I don't care what you did. You're still a part of the kingdom. Yeah, but I messed up. Well, so did Peter. And God said, up on this rock, I'll build my church. Yeah, but I still cuss. Well, so did Peter. But God said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter answered back. And God asked him three times. And he confirmed, as long as you love me, I can fix your little problem that you got. Even though you talk crazy from time to time, I still love you, Peter. 
Go ahead and say it. He loves me. me. Just as I am. As crazy as I am, he loves me. He, 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 we, we, we are so used to the ordinary that while we were yet in the world system, we were operating in ordinary, and now we're in the kingdom, and we think that we can bring ordinary into it. And so because people yelled out pariah, which means outcast, you felt like you was an outcast then, you come on over here, and you try to act like an outcast because you believe that you were an outcast. And it doesn't matter what happened to you or what is happening to you. You are not an outcast. You are called into the kingdom. You are your daddy's kid. In this particular text, we see two men starting off to fulfill prophecy. Because Isaiah said, in the days of the glory of the Lord, how many of you want to give God glory with your life? In the days of the glory of the Lord, he said that the lame will leap. That don't even make sense. Ordinarily, the lame cannot leap. It is impossible. It takes a move of God for the lame to leap. And I don't know what area has been lame in your life, but God says he'll leap it. Ah, I'm going to talk to them over here because y'all don't want to get this. Yeah, it's been lame for a while. Don't look at it no more because God's about to leap it. Somebody said, praise the Lord. See, when you start praising God, that just brings the leap a little closer. Is there anybody in here that's ready to give God a praise because you know that he's able to do Sister Lay jumped up back there. Her eyes were this big because she came in the church being helped in the church this morning. But the word of God came forth. She no longer got needed her cane. She no longer needed help. But she was doing the high need because God is able. Peter and John. Peter and John came in unity. Listen, the church was having church instead of being the church. Because the Bible says two men got together and they came up to the temple. And when they were coming up to the temple, there was a man that the church had brought and laid at the temple gates. Where they laid him was the outer court facing where the women were because they were positioning the man so that when they came out of the church or were coming into the church, that they would give him some money because they seen somebody in need. Now, how many of you know that women just have a whole lot of compassion for folks in need? Men, men will see somebody in need, they need to get a job. <laughs> yeah, honey, but let's just bless him until he do. <laughs> they position the man 
so that the, the church can give alms to them. And, and the man, the man was being carried around from, listen, carried there every day and put in a place to get a handout. And that's what's happened to the church. Church is trying to get a handout when they should be trying to get a hand up. Oh, uh, for some reason, this place is drawing me over here. There must be a hunger. And, and so the church is operating, asking for a handout. When God has a hand up. And if you get the hand up, you out of what's been holding you. Somebody say up. These, they had positioned him and the church. Now get this. I know the church was religious. Because the church would come every day and walk past the same man and do the same thing. A, a religious spirit. I'm walking by him. If I don't feel good before I get in the house of God, I'll walk on by. But when I come out, I'm feeling the compassion of the Lord and I might break him off a little something, something. Because they are religious. I know because they kept bringing him over and over. Nobody stopped to give the man what he really needed. And a whole lot of folks were walking by. What am I saying? The church, people would have this ordinary frame of mind. Some of you woke up this morning with the ordinary frame of mind. Should I go? Shouldn't I go? Well, I don't know. And then it's so ordinary. Well, pastor, he made peace. He might go long today. Uh, you know, Pastor got something to say, but maybe he might be off today. It's just, just ordinary thinking. Well, I ain't got nothing to wear. Uh, should I wear blue or should I wear pink? I don't. Do it matter? Just ordinary thinking. And then you get, you take that ordinary thinking out the house, and you walk into the church. Just ordinary. You get here. <laughs> You know, I'm just in the house of God. This is no ordinary place. I don't know about you, but when I got up this morning, I got up expecting something. Let me tell you something. In the, in the early morning service, me and my mom were talking about somebody, and she was telling me, oh, yeah, but she's sick from time to time. And I was missing her. I said, I'm missing her faith. And in the morning service, I said, I got up this morning. I said, God, do something crazy. Have some folks come to church I haven't seen in a while. Have some folks come to church I haven't seen before. God, just start drawing stuff from here and there. I came here expecting something. I came here knowing that God was going to do something different. I don't think ordinary. We can't think ordinary. God don't function in ordinary. God functions in extraordinary. God, you're going to show out today. Forget about the preacher. You the preacher. Oh, God. So that when you get here, folks be like, what's up with them? <laughs> Woo! Oh, they're on fire up in there. What I got to do to get that? Get closer to me. <laughs> so, 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 so. And, and so when we come in, we, we, 
We cannot be ordinary. Or you wake up knowing that God is going to do something off the hook. Oh, when, when his people get together, he have to be off the hook. He said, because he's in the presence where two or more. Woo-wee. I'm going to see a, ooh, God's going to, ooh, see, you can't even get it out. You get so excited about him. And so, Peter and John said, let's go to church where it's ordinary. So God can show off. And so they said they were going together. The word says where two or more come together, there he is. Now, he's a spirit. His spirit dwells in us. So then, if two spirits come together, that equals power. The power of agreement. And if those two come together, you could ask anything. Peter and John was coming together in spirit. But the church has been so focused on the gifts, they don't they forget about the spirit. Do you understand that when two spirits come together, the spirit of God, the gifts begin to operate in you and through you. The church wants to lay hands and the blind see and all. No, that's not how it works. When the two spirits of God, the kingdom of God comes together, you don't even look for the opportunity. The opportunity pulls you in like a magnet. Peter and John was on the way to the church and God said, there's a man that's been carried and laid. And that's what's happened to some of us. We've been carried around too long. People bringing us to church, trying to talk us into going to church. And God said, I'm tired of people carrying you. I'm going to carry you the rest of the way. And God said, I'm taking you to my house. Peter and John, they was coming up. And the the man, the man, he, he was laying there. Um, doing the same old thing, what he was used to doing. It wasn't his fault. That's all he knew. Uh, this is just who I am. Can you just give me something for being who I am? And some of us get stuck on our situation, but your situation does not define you. God has defined you. And as a matter of fact, God has made an area of your life lame so that his power can raise you up. Stop being mad about that area that looks dead. God says, I'm going to leap that thing if you could just believe that I'll leap it. These men, these men, although he was carried away and sat there, these two men came up and seeing them, the man the man called out to him and he asked of arms. And Peter, the first thing he said 
Because I'm not who you think I am. Quit looking at me. The kingdom of God is not by observation. Mm. Ain't that what the word say? Don't be looking at me. I represent the kingdom. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So the thing that you want, I'm not going to give you. Because the spirit has shown me a need. He says, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up, rise up. And listen, now now get this, the word came forward. But there was some, listen, faith without works is. And so the Bible said that he reached out his right hand and grabbed the man. But the first thing he did was speak to the man. That's what's wrong with us. Sometimes when we're down, people start speaking about how down we are. And that's not the, that's the wrong kingdom. If you're going to talk about how down somebody is, that means you are a representative of a whole different kingdom. But when you speak about how up they can be, you are representing the kingdom of God. If you can talk about them being in the place where you can see them and where God has already meant for them to be and speak that thing. Say, say, rise up. And the man was laying down. He didn't preach to him. He didn't even pray for him. A lot of times, oh, no, we got to pray. Give me the oil. <laughs> I'm not telling you not to do that. But I'm telling you that's not how kingdom works. You don't have to do all that for God to do what he does. All you got to do is believe it and be available for him to use you. And what he's used you and shown you, then you speak it out. Get up. Rise up. And if they don't rise, at least you can give a brother a hand every now and then. The Bible says he lifted him up. He lifted him up. It wasn't you who got up. It was Jesus who lifted you up. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to lift you up. That's why they sing the song. Lord lifted me. God lifted you. When nothing else can help. God lifted me. And first thing you, we do, we want to give somebody a helping hand and then talk about what we did. You didn't do nothing. Because if there was God operating in you, you would be giving God all the credit for using you. It's only God who does everything. Everything that God does is eternal. If there's anybody in here that gives some help, they ought to be giving God the glory for the help. Yo, you guys know me with my spiritual imagination. I try to dive all in the text. I'm seeing this man, I'm like, wow. I remember when I used to come to church and, you know, bless somebody with a little something, something. Then poke my chest out and say, oh, I, I was able to give this and I was able to give that. No, don't be loud me. You did it too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, we prideful until we get delivered. Uh, but so the church becomes so religious 
<laughs> yeah, you, yeah, they laughing because we all done that before. <laughs> but Peter and John, they were together in spirit. Uh, so, 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 so help, let, me, let me help you. Uh, the, the man needed a connection because he didn't know who he was. Uh, Romans 8.15, can you put it on the board? Let, let me share something with you. Peter and John were in spirit. Every one of you have the spirit of God. When, when God saves you, he gives you his spirit. That is the kingdom of God operating in you. Listen, now watch this. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage to fear, but you received the spirit of, say that word. You did not receive the spirit of bondage for fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. Now get this. There's one thing you got to know about God. He is so awesome that he covers everything. A lot of us lay lame and handicapped over what happened in our past. Oh, my daddy, he left me. I never had a father. This happened to me. Oh, that is some very real issues, but I'm here to set you free today. The enemy tried to make you lame for that, but God said, when I raise you up from it, I'm going to leap your spirit because you are not held in bondage. You are set free, and who the spirit has set free is free indeed. So I give you the spirit of adoption. Now, sometimes we say, well, when, when we can say, well, when, when my parents had me, uh, they gave me away because truth be told, people can have babies and give them away because they get pregnant on accident. So God said, I'm going to adopt you because don't nobody adopt on accident. <laughs> Let me talk to these folks. I got it all going on. He said, he said, don't nobody adopt on accident. They adopt on purpose for purpose. And when I adopted you, I adopted you on purpose for purpose. Is there anybody here that knows they've been adopted and now you can cry out, Abba! Whoa, God. He... He adopted you. Think about adoption. They just say, I want them. Don't care where they've been. I want them. I don't care what they did. I want them. That's what God did when he adopted you. I don't care. I want them. Just like they are. I want them. And I adopted them. And now you have his spirit, which is the kingdom. And so when the kingdom comes, thy will has to be done. And so when they spoke, when they spoke, when they spoke, the man who had been lame, he lifted him up. The Bible said when they came, listen, in order for him to lift him, I, I like what, how, how God don't miss nothing. He says he grabbed him by his right hand. The right hand is the handshake for agreement. So when two can come into agreement, anything can happen in the king. Oh, goodness. And so when he lifted him, God said, if you lift him, I will show you what I will do. 
And so when he lifted him, the Bible says immediately, God says, now that you've done your part, let me show off and do my part. And then by every laws of anatomy, the ankle bones and the tendons and the ligaments and the muscles said, oh, we're fully strengthened now. And the man began to leap. Why? Because a walk would have been normal. A walk would have been ordinary. But God brought his kingdom to earth to show extraordinary and his kingdom come. The man was so happy that the Bible said, now I got to talk to you for a minute because some of you, I I don't want to talk to the the ones that have been saved all your life, you know, and you ain't done nothing wrong. Now, I want to talk to the jokers <laughs> that didn't done almost everything and know that God should have killed you <laughs> if it wasn't for grace. <laughs> that you wasn't trying to do nothing but please you. Can, am I talking to the right crowd? And, 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 and it was God who saved you when you thought it was over. Has you ever got to a point where you said, God, if you don't do nothing, I'm done. I need you to show yourself to be real. Now, those are the people that can't come into church ordinary. I'm talking about the, the, the people who, who really. Now, now I, I, I want to talk to it, Look, if you if you ever been scandalous before, stand to your feet. No, you don't stay there. <laughs> just, just, just wink at me. <laughs> And God, and God, listen, God in his absolute grace and mercy, he saved you and gave you his spirit and adopted you. And now, listen, and now you're just happy. That's why last week, and I was telling everybody about that, last week I came in praising and I seen somebody new that was over there tearing the church up. Yeah, this sister right here, she didn't care nothing about who was looking. And I looked over there at her and I, look, I had to turn up my praise a whole nother dimension. Because I'm trying to please God. And if he watching her, then he might not watch me. (laughs) And I know how happy I am about God. Because I was that lame man. We all have been at this gate. This gate was a gate called beautiful. Laid something ugly at a gate called beautiful. It was a setup for God's beautiful work to start taking place. And there has been some stuff that has almost lamed you. And you're looking at it saying, God, this is holding me down. And God said, kingdom up. Why are you going to talk to me about what's holding you down? Why don't you talk to me about how I can lift you up? 
When we shift into kingdom speaking, the kingdom has to respond. And so the kingdom is waiting on you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God saves you to dominate in kingdom. And you've been functioning in ordinary. The reason why you know it, because you keep talking about ordinary stuff. God can do anything. I got something to say. He'll open up deaf ears. He'll open up blind eyes. As a matter of fact, he'll bless me even when I don't deserve to be blessed. That's how awesome God is. I deserve a curse, but he'll bless me. And so he's telling us it's not about what's taking place in the earth realm. There's a kingdom in you. You have power to change what is happening in this earth realm. But the first thing that has to happen is you have to realize and believe it that you have the kingdom inside of you. If you have the kingdom of God inside of you, then act like it. People are waiting for the kingdom. This man laid there lame until two men came with the kingdom. Spoke kingdom, lifted kingdom, and kingdom came forward. And all it takes is kingdom up. Not down. What is God's next move with you? I'm going to tell you. It's up. He's not going to leave you down. His move is up. That's why he said, Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw all men The man was stuck for so long because he had to look. He was looking down, looking down on himself, looking down on his situation, talking about what went wrong, what didn't go right. And Peter said to him, look at me. In other words, stop looking down, look up, look up and see the kingdom. And that's what God wants you to do. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Look up and see the kingdom and watch God perform. Give God a hand of praise.